not all heroes wear capes, but all moms are heroes. Welcome to the podcast for moms, not all heroes wear capes with your hosts, Betsy Pendergrass and Tina Smith. We want you to know that we hear you and we see you. Join us weekly for laughs, serious talks, and occasional tears as we share with you funny stories and serious chats on all things mothering. Our prayer is that your time here will be an encouragement as we walk this journey with you together. back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. We are so excited because we have a special guest with us here today, don't we, Betsy? How about you introduce our guest today? Okay. We are so excited to welcome Bethany Kimsey to the table today. Thank you for coming. so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. We, I've had the privilege of getting to know you over the last few years and read your writing. And I've been so encouraged by the, by your ministry and um, so thankful that God is using you to particularly care for and love on moms. Yes. So needed right now. Our passion. Yeah. So much Mm -hmm. our passion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we've been talking this month on um, the uh, salvation, uh, Jesus, what he did for us through his death, burial, resurrection. And I've just spent some time soaking in that and having questions about, um, about what he bought for us and purchased for us. And we got, we realized, Hey, we've got moms who are starting to walk through that with their children. And we thought who would be a great person to come on to talk about salvation um, as we teach our kids. And your name was number one. In oh gosh. Because our- she, she has a lot of kids. Like she's got twice as many That's as I do. Them. And I have a lot of kids. <laughs> okay. So tell us about your family. Okay. Okay. I have eight kids and no, I did not set out to have eight kids. Everybody always asked me that. <laughs> And they're all, they're all their own birth. Like they all have separate birthdays. So no twins or triplets and yeah. their ages range. My oldest is 22 and my youngest is just turned five. So we have a, a soon to be kindergartner and a soon to be senior in college. And then everybody in between. Oh so, yeah. my word. I love that. Your table is full all the time. It is. I love it though. I, I am, we talk about like the Enneagram. I'm not super into that concept, but it makes sense to me. It, it, it made a lot of sense because I'm a seven. And so, so part I. of just my personality, I, I've always, <laughs> I've always known I love a party. Yeah, I love everybody to be having fun. And so it kind of, it kind of works. You know, I'm going to go to Bethany's um, my house. Poor, We're just alike. <laughs> That would be if so you fun. Don't, I would love it. <laughs> if y'all don't follow Bethany on Instagram, you got to go over yes. because it's so fun. They're like dance parties in the kitchen and children on the counter <laughs> at times. They're standing I mean, on the counter, standing it's so on the fun. table. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. It's so yeah. real. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a little wild. It's it's a little wild, but it's really it is a lot of fun. And in fact, over just a real quick story over Easter, we had a bunch of kids to our house who weren't ours and they had yeah. never been to our house before. And that's always like a, 
trial by fire. Like <laughs> you got to figure out if you like the Kinsey's come and stay for a weekend and see how crazy and see if you can handle it. But they seem to have fun. <laughs> they, so. they had a good time. That's good. They did. They, in fact, I, I took it as a, I took it as a good thing. One of the kids lives down in Florida and goes to school over in Alabama with my daughter and, and basically told her on whatever they got back. He goes, I think when I'm heading home, I could spend it. Your house would be a great pit stop on my way home. So I was like, that's well, that's good. That's good. That's if he feels like he would come back. Yes. That means yeah. that we haven't done a bad yeah. thing. No, no, no. <laughs> If you're still attracting college kids to your house and there's all eight, I mean, they're wanting fellowship oh, yeah. right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Absolutely. sweetest. Yeah. yeah. The sweetest. So yeah. talk to us a little bit, Bethany, because I think it's so fascinating with so many kids. You've seen lots of personalities with your children. Mm-hmm. And what do you feel like? Um, is there an age where you really start leading them to Jesus? How does that look around your house? I, well, you know, we... I have seen with mine, so I think, I think there is a difference in personality. However, I have seen with each one of mine as we have, so we haven't set out to say we want to lead our kids to Jesus primarily because I think early on, I probably did have that mindset and I probably owned it as if it was mine to do. So I Mm -hmm. felt the pressure and maybe a fear, like there was a fear factor. And so I do want to say that, um, what the Lord has really unpacked for me over the years is that that's not mine to do. Yeah. Like it, right. it's, it's not mine to bring mm-hmm. my child to understand who Jesus is for themselves and understand it in a place of repentance Yeah, because God's scripture is very clear that it's his kindness that leads them to, it leads mm-hmm. all of us to repentance and it's not my words. It's not the way I set it up. It's not the way I tell the right story. Um, but with that in mind, we are these, we have this beautiful opportunity to set an environment or set a table where they can dine at that table day after day and see the, the, and taste of who God is and, and, and drink and and experience it. And that experience with our children, I have watched my children begin to soften to an, to who Jesus is because they recognize their need for him. Yeah. And that typically happens somewhere for my kids between the ages of about, I've had one who was four, but mostly between five and 10 in that, in that space and time, they're beginning to actually do business about the sin that they see. Yeah. I mean, cause that's naturally the stage of development where you're beginning to have these conversations that say, like, dude, you're always in trouble about this. Like, this is an issue for you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. until then they're just kind of these, um, well, I don't, this is a ter- maybe, but we call them, they're just these little woolly boogers just running around <laughs> kind of crazy. And you're just hoping to rein them in and keep them alive. And, you know, so I you're, love that. you're speaking you're speaking these words of truth over them when they're two and they're three and, mm-hmm. and, and they'll nod at you for those moments that you have them in that brief <laughs> seconds that you have their attention <laughs> and they're off again. But, but somewhere in there, there becomes this maturation where they can stand and listen to you for a while yeah. and mm-hmm. begin to ref- self-reflect and say, yeah, I, I can see how that was 
unkind, or I wouldn't want someone to do that to me, or I wouldn't, you know, I understand it's important to obey whatever the issue is. And it's in those conversations Mm -hmm. that then all of a sudden, as the parent, we have this holy place of saying, I I never want you to hear me say you need to fix yourself because you can't, Mm -hmm. but I have really good good news for you. I know. It's so Jesus. Good. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and it's that, it's that offering and that offering kind of over and over. And for some of our children, it, for some of my children, it's taken a lot of offerings. And I've had a couple children who are very sensitive, very early. Mm-hmm. It temperamentally kind of fits mm-hmm. when I look at my kids now and I kind of understand, but I didn't then. Yeah. Um, so again, but again, it's, it's really not. It's not us owning that. And for years, I, I felt like I should own it. Yeah. I think, I think one of the things, yeah. And that's so good because I feel like we put pressure on ourselves and it's really the work of the Holy spirit in our kids' hearts. But you, like you said, we're the ones who offer that up in our homes and we set the table for that. And I love how you put that. One of the things that you said, you said the S word sin. And that's oh, so yeah. not politically yeah. or culturally correct these days. We don't, and I am like all about yeah. calling sin, sin, right? Because if we don't begin to tell, I mean, that's what Jesus died for. You know, we were just celebrated yeah. Easter. That's what he died for. And so if our kids have no concept of sin and in this culture, they're never going to have a concept of sin unless we teach it to them. Yeah. Yeah. Unless we teach it to them. So I want moms out there to understand that you are not, because I think what we're taught in this culture is that, oh my gosh, you're going to damage your children. If you tell them they're sinners, it's like, no, the opposite is true. If you do not tell them and you do not help them to understand that that was what Jesus died for was that those things, you know, the woolly boogers that you're carrying around, (laughs) then how are they going to understand true salvation? You know, it becomes more of a, um, I don't know it it, salvation. It doesn't, it's not even true salvation at that point. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just, okay, I'm going to join the cruise ship with my umbrella drink. I'm going to hang out. And and I think that, yeah, well, and I think what our culture does is our culture says that when I point out that there is something lacking in you. It is a condemnation of who you are, of your identity. And, and what we want to talk about with our children is the fact that, and I always, so when I am talking with my kids about what I see in them, it is always from the standpoint, this is not, this is not a condemnation yeah. of you, mm-hmm. but I'm about to unpack for you the fact that you have great hope. Yes. It's in <laughs> that hope is beyond anything this world will ever offer you. Right. And, and so you are not condemned, but there is an area that you are desperately in need. And and the reality with our kids is this, there is nobody I've talked to, not adult and not child who doesn't see within themselves spaces that are lacking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what our culture wants to numb us to is to that. It, our culture says, no, you're fine. You're good. Right. You be you. 
Yeah. Do you, you being you is an emptiness. Yeah. And so what we offer for our kids in that space is not the condemnation of, I can't believe you're you, but it is this space that says, I see you. And there is someone who loves you just the way you are. Yes. And he offers you hope because in that hope, you become fully you. Yes. And it's, it's that switch of the conversation that becomes very powerful and very life altering for children and for, Mm -hmm. for any of us. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good, Bethany. I think we all, the reality is we all want to be fully known Mm -hmm. and our kids will very early, our children, any child, any child, when they get to be about five or six, unless they're sociopathic, truly sociopathic, will understand the social pressures to be good. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because they just begin to grow up and realize it's not socially acceptable to pinch my friend in in line in preschool. It's just not, I get in trouble. Right. So socially they begin to learn rules. Mm -hmm. So we have to begin to implement something beyond just learning rules. Mm -hmm. Yes. Amen. Well, it's not enough. And and to be honest, I mean, the Bible says that the law is not going to cut it. I mean, and that's what our rules, Mm -hmm. I mean, like if we live from a Mm -hmm. rule based um, Mm -hmm. mindset, it's the love of Christ that changes things. And, and it's, And so, um, uh, that is so good. Alicia Byer says it's an invitation for growth. And so, you know, as you're talking, I'm just thinking about that running in the back of my head. Um, okay. So what are, what were some sweet, um, well, I want to thank you, uh, for touching on too, about that you used to, it, it sounds like in the early days, it was more maybe from a fear place of, oh, I've got to get this mm-hmm. in them. I've got to, yeah got to do this. And I think a lot of women struggle with that. Do you have any encouragement for them if they're struggling? Like, what if I don't do this? Or what if I do this wrong? Or some of those things. I mean, my heart is for those women. I, I, I am a recovering perfectionist. Yeah. Probably be recovering until the day I die <laughs> and, um, and see Jesus, but, uh, performance and, um, doing it right and doing it well, I was highly motivated. M, I am highly motivated in those, those directions. That's what I want to do. So it fell within my framework to therefore also want to raise my children really well in the faith. I wanted them to see who Jesus is and, you know, love him and all of those things. And there's nothing, those heart, the heartbeat of that, the bottom of that is right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I intercede for my children daily that they will know and love Jesus. And honestly, my prayer is that they will know and love Jesus more than I've ever experienced in my life. Oh, it's so so good. Good. I love that so much deeper mm-hmm. than I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. And so, but that's my heartbeat for my kids. So there's nothing wrong with that, but the problem becomes when I begin to own what was never mine to own. So I get to partner with God. And so my partnership is I pray and my partnership is I offer up the table, right. To the Uh best of my ability and knowing that I'm 
directions. <laughs> there's lots of different, but there's forgiveness for that. And there's grace for that. Yeah. And it's beautiful modeling to my children anyway. But beyond that, when God began to unpack for me, Bethany, I am so much more for your kids than you are. Mm. And I'm so much more in pursuit of them than you will ever understand. And I am having conversations with them and setting up moments for them and having other people surround them in times that you cannot predict Yeah, because I'm for your kid. And so when I began, and so in essence, he was saying, do, will you relinquish that false control? Because it was false. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. But I was just doing up. So I had my heart is for those mamas because I yeah. was, because I am that mama. Um, but you know, there's so much freedom and, you yes. know, and I like to say it, you know, that God chose you for your child. He knows you are absolutely the perfect mom, no matter how you feel, mm -hmm. because feelings are false. No matter how you feel, you are the perfect mom for your child. When you are fully surrendered to, to God. Mm -hmm. yeah. the perfect one. He knows that's the perfect equation. You surrender to him. It's the perfect right. equation. Amen. So we beautiful. just trust him. Oh. I know. I just, there's so many tweetable quotes in there, right? <laughs> yes. Was, I mean, it, I, I'm so. wishing I was on Twitter today. I mean, I mean, I don't even do Twitter, but I might take it up so I can quote Bethany. <laughs> when we surrender our, this is just, it's, this is truly yeah. It's truly my passion is yeah. that because yeah. I have walked those halls of just, you know, laying in bed at night and replaying my day and going, mm -hmm. man, I messed it all up. My kids are doomed. <laughs> I know. I always, I always tell young moms, you know, you're not powerful enough to really mess your kids up. Do you know that you're not that powerful? Yeah. And, and <sighs> when I finally embraced that and, and, you know, put death to my pride that I thought I could, then yeah. it was freeing. Right. It was so yeah. freeing. Mm -hmm. We just have to be surrendered to Jesus. Mm -hmm. I love that because that's the heartbeat of us over here at Raising Kids on Your Knees. It's surrender and lordship. And when you walk that out in front of your kids, they're going to catch it because it's just normal to yeah. them. So okay, Bethany, yeah. if you could go back to young Bethany, mama, you know, two or three kids. Mm -hmm. What would your advice be to yourself? Sleep. <laughs> Sleep. I know we're all like, ooh. <laughs> That's a good Truth. question. Um, um, I like what she said that she I said think... sleep. <laughs> sleep. Let's do it. Yeah. Nap, sleep. Nap when Take nap. a nap. Yes. Um, uh, I think I think first piece of advice I would say is, um, anchor yourself in the word, just yeah. anchor yourself there. It will be your bedrock. Mm -hmm. He will be all you need. Um, the more I begin to learn to anchor in his word, the more my mind, which constantly raced with worry or fear or doubt began to begin to slow it's slow it's racing and instead begin to replace all that worry and anxious fear with the word so I, I really think the first thing I would say is anchor yourself in the word yeah know it just learn it it doesn't you do not need and and, and the other part of that is you do not need someone to teach you to teach it to you Amen. just get yourself in your bible 
the the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is the perfect teacher. Yes. That's so the good. Word. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that'd be my first. And then the second is just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Just Amen. enjoy mm-hmm. these kids and don't yeah. pressurize yourself. It goes by so fast. Like my yes. youngest is you guys oldest, right? Yeah. So my youngest is 21 and I'm sitting here at this stage of life going, where did it go? <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, I know. And I know. You know hard- yeah. Moms hate to hear that. It goes by fast. Like, Cause you're near the trenches. It feels like it's going by so slow, but you do. And you look back yeah. and you need to embrace that season. Right. Bethany. You do. I mean, and I remember when people would tell me that and I just was like, I, I had four kids under the age of five with a husband who was working like hundred and he was a resident. It was like, there's 164 hours in a work week. And he was working about 130 of them. It was pretty bad. It was pretty brutal back then. He kind of came home to sleep for a few hours a night. And that was it like three hours and would be gone again. And we wouldn't, it was just, it was a thing. Wow. And, um, so there was a lot of like feeling alone in it, not Mm -hmm. because he wasn't wanting to be in it. He just physically wasn't in it with me. And, um, and so, uh, I remember when people would say, Oh, just enjoy it. It goes by so fast. (laughs) And I just was like, it could go by faster. (laughs) 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 It could get going. <laughs> we could go for we could be better than this. But um, but I do think that um one of the biggest truths, one of the biggest takeaways from that time that uh the Lord really began to unpack honestly was Bethany, I am walking every moment with you. And if you invite me into every moment, I promise I will be very apparent mm-hmm. to you in every moment, because for some reason I had decided in my walk that I should like do it and then unpack. Like I I wasn't practicing the fact that God is with me every moment. And so it began to be this pattern with him. I was like, okay, then I'm just going to take you up on it. And I would begin to just stop in the moment and go, well, what, what am I supposed to do? I mean, they're all crazy and I'm crazy. (laughs) I'm tired. (laughs) What am I supposed to do? Yeah. 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 And, and God beginning to teach me because again, he's anchoring me in his word and word, the word would come back of just, just, just a little, um, a j- little truth. I'm with you or mm-hmm. I'll gently lead you, Yes, you mm-hmm. know, or just call into me yeah. and, and these truths that began to just invade my day. And I think that's a big, that's a big truth that I think a lot of mamas don't understand or don't mm-hmm. believe, which is actually God's really interested in what kind of baby food you should feed your baby or not because he cares about the baby food, but because you care about it. Yeah. So if, if you're in that space, then God mm-hmm. wants to be in that space with you, accompanying yeah. you. And, yeah. and so if it's, why isn't my baby sleeping? He's in there with you. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's, it's under, when I began to understand his very presence, his faithful presence mm-hmm. that became, I don't know incredible. I have, um, I saw that 
like actually played out in front of me and my daughter just had a baby in March and, or mm-hmm. yeah, March, this is April, right? Yes. Um, and I watch her with both her, she has two daughters mm-hmm. lean into God and what's going on with this child. Why isn't this child sleeping? What can I do better mm-hmm. to help this child do that? And I watch her do that and lean into that. And it's mm-hmm. not like she's figuring it out. She's just listening to what the Holy spirit is speaking to her in that. And like, she rocks it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a really cool thing to watch when you as a mom have walked that way. And then you watch your children walk in that. Mm-hmm. And then you watch it all play out. It is amazing. It's just, I can't describe it with words to watch that play out. It's cool. Bethany, we are so grateful that you've come today and that you've shared with us. Everybody, if you are not subscribed, go over to bethanykinsey.com and subscribe. But tell us a little bit real quick at the end here before um, we pray us out about your podcast. Oh, yeah. So my podcast is called When God Breaks Through. And the idea of the podcast is that we are taking the big picture of religion, of truth, of what the Bible says, and actually trying to funnel it down into the practical micro moments of your motherhood. So come on, I feel like it's a little, that intersection of the gospel motherhood becomes a little fuzzy. So yes, I believe in Jesus, but I can't figure out how to take Jesus into my middle school kids years and talking to them. Like it's fuzzy. Yeah. So we're, we are talking and working on this, the practical, how does the gospel invade how does god's love invade the practical parts of motherhood so, so good, good. Mm-hmm. so good Any lord let me pray us out real quick lord i thank you so much for this time to get to sit together with friends and just talk about how to love our children well and how to represent you in this world and i pray mm-hmm. for bethany i thank you for the ministry that she's doing i pray that you would grow it increase it that more and more moms would experience freedom from perfectionism, that they would grow in their relationship with you as a result of her ministry. And we just appreciate her Lord. And we thank you for her willingness to join us today. And we pray that this podcast would really um, go out and bear fruit in Jesus name. We pray. Amen. Amen. valuable your time is and we are so thankful you chose to spend some of it with us today we hope you've been encouraged you can find betsy at gatheringaround.com and tina at raisingkidsonyourknees.org enjoy your day and we will see you again